Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, I do love that song. Wow. I am 88.9's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And this is Cinnabuds. Today, we are talking about the last black man in San Francisco. We built these ships. Dredged these canals. In the San Francisco they never knew existed. The Last Black Man in San Francisco is the directorial debut of Joe Talbot. It also features two main performances from Jimmy Fails. This is his debut as well, and Jonathan Majors, who has uh, had some bit roles in movies, but this is kind of his first leading role as well. You want to give me a plot rundown? Christopher. Yeah, Jimmy Fails, who's uh, the main actor, Jimmy Fails, is also the character's name, and it is also the co-writer of the film, and is also loosely based on his life. That's all very interesting fact. Yes. Um, and it is about him uh, trying, essentially trying to get back his childhood home that uh, he talks about how his grandfather or great grandfather uh, built that home in the forties. It is beautiful, beautiful house in San Francisco. And it's all about him and the city and his friends and family and him trying to acquire his house back. Yes. His grandfather was known as the first black man in San Francisco and built that house. And now kind of completing the, Circle. He is the last yeah. black man, and he's obsessed. With, he's the fun. He's obsessed with, he's this, obsessed house. with this house. There's current owners that live there. He still goes back, sneaks around, and does repairs on it. Yes, which uh, is very funny. Christopher, what did you think about this movie? This is possibly one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Oh my gosh, it is an incredibly unique tone. Uh, it's a very unique tone. It is a beautiful story with a lot of heart, but it has a lot and a, just a dash of like absurdity and silliness oh, in yeah. it. But it's also incredible emotion. Uh, the characters were amazing. The actors were amazing. The photography was really interesting and really cool. The house itself, get out of here. All the scenes. I would I would stalk that house and oh, yeah. steal it back too. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. For me, I love this movie as well. It was the directorial debut of Joe Talbot. And it kind of had the ambition of a directorial debut. To me, this on the screen, it looks like this is a person who really wants to make a film that looks great, that is artsy, that is really going for something, yeah. and I think that he achieved it. He's got a clean slate. I mean, he, d- yeah. he did do a short in the past, but he's got a clean slate, and he's like, I'm going to build my style yeah. starting with this film. Like I said, it's very original. You, you can still see the influences of other filmmakers in it, yep. but it's it's definitely definitely a, a really interesting and original tone. I left, and I was like, I can't wait to see what this guy does no next. No kidding. Somebody give him a now. check. I almost didn't say no kidding. I was, that's how excited I am. When we get back, we will be diving into the details of this a little bit more. So stick with us. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. 
More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuzz comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Fourth generation family owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffel's offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at Steinhoffel's.com. Okay. And we're back. Oh, here we welcome. are. Where'd we go? Where'd you go? I don't know. You know, I close my eyes when we're not on the air. All right. Um, well, good to have you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the title. The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah. I think that it helps it and it hurts it. Yeah. I think that it is. I like that it's a strong, definitive statement. I have a, I have a lot of opinions about titles. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I kind of, I like that it has, a, you know, a whole thing around it. It's the last black man in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people were in the theater because of the title mm-hmm. offers intrigue. Um, but I did think that I was going in for something other than what I was watching. Yeah. I think through the, and also through the trailer that was kind of put together, you go in being the last black man in San Francisco. I'm thinking this is about gentrification for sure. Oh, sure. I've been yeah, to San Francisco. You know, you you kind of see what it's about. Right. And I I kind of thought that it was a going very much going to be about um, socioeconomics, about a big cultural yeah. statement, about gentrification, and. Uh, it wasn't about those things. No. I mean, I will say that they dropped it in here and there. They touched right. on it here and there. I, right. I, that was like, I paused for a second. I was like, it's it's not about those things. Like, yeah. of course, those things are. Right. Yeah. Those you things are in there. But it's, there and it's, a, it's a, yeah. but it's not saying like, it's not hitting you over the head with it. It's not direct. Yeah. It's very much not about that. Yeah. It is very much, I would say at its core. Yeah. It is. An ode to the city. See, yeah, it's interesting because I do, I agree that it, because San Francisco is also in the title. So you think yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, and, and they do talk about that more than they do about race. They talk about the mm-hmm. city more than they do about race. But I also thought, like, this movie is beyond those two things from the title that you get, too. I mean, it's, a, it's I think at its core, it's about family, both found and born into family. Totally. Yes, you're and right. And where, where you find that, which leads yes, into home. Right. And then, yes. but then also definitely about the city, and then a little bit about it's really not about race as much as it is that city and how the last black man in San Francisco refers to the story of the grandfather, right? And that's the cool thing about this movie is when you because you are led to believe because of how films have worked so far and how and the time we live in yes. that if it has a reference to race in the title, yes. that means it's going to be about race. The cool thing about this movie, it is a story about black characters that is a story about them specifically. Yes. Not necessarily, and I'm not saying, God forbid, I'm not saying that those other movies about what social issues aren't important, but what white audiences especially aren't exposed to enough is just stories about different people. Absolutely. And seeing like, oh yeah, everybody has these same accessible, uh, or, or relatable rather, issues that could have been any race, any gender, any anything having that story, but it's just that referenced the story of his grandpa, yeah. which is kind of a cool and to, and collaboration to this, too. And to have this just be about black characters, there are characters that feel like they don't fit in, right? You know, there are characters that are different from each other. Right. This is, this doesn't have to be uh, one big narrative that, that says a whole thing. I thought that that was really great. I do want to jump back to the San Francisco it being yeah about, yeah 
uh, San Francisco because I think that a, a big part, I mean, you are 100% totally right about everything. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. But I loved, I loved that this was an ode to San Francisco. Yeah. I love any movie that is, um, you know, made with heart about the city that it's in. Unless it's New York or L.A. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue, because we've had enough. We've had I'm enough. I'm happy to see San Francisco. There was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful shots of the city. Yeah. Um, big pullaways, things that were close up. It it really featured on the architecture, which is yeah. really a thing that makes, that distinguishes cities from each you other. You could tell what city was in just to see one of the houses, pretty, pretty much. Yes, and it's kind of a statement that can only come from someone who is in that city. And uh, uh, Joe Talbot, he is a fifth generation San Franciscan. Right, yeah. He lives in that city. You can see that this was his chance to make an ode to it about tell you yeah. to tell you about the things that he loves and also the things that he hates. There's yeah, yeah. a character at the end says, you can't say that you hate this city unless you love it. Right, which is a great line. Which is a great line. And yeah. that was like one that really stuck with me where it's like people complain about the cities that they're in all the time. Yeah. And it was like, you you can't complain about it unless you love it. Right. And this, it, it touched on the bad things about the city. It touched about some problems uh, bet just between the characters right. and some of the inherent things about being in a city, especially a city like San Francisco where things are expensive and, you know, there are problems with any kind of city like that. And it touched on those and yeah. in a meaningful way and in a way that connected. But it also had a great love for the city oh, yeah. at its core. Uh, there, I read uh, an article from a San Francisco reviewer who said... There are things in this movie that you're going to react to differently if you're from San Francisco. And my favorite is there's a scene where Jimmy fails at a bus stop. Yep. And a gentleman comes up and sits next to him at the bus stop. And that gentleman is completely naked. Yes, he is. And he barely balks at it. Yep. He doesn't acknowledge it. And he said he was watching it with a group of people in New York. And everyone was cracking up and laughing and cracking up. And he looked at it and he goes, yep, nope, that's just the thing that happens. <laughs> He goes, that's just another day in San Francisco. I love that because there is there's those little touches that I even when I'm even not being from San Francisco, I think I've been there once in my life. I was like, I bet this is a San Francisco thing. Uh-huh. So it's really well done. For sure. What's your favorite touches of this movie? I my favorite touches of this movie were the direction. It yeah. was it was shot in a way that there was moments where it was just like, this is art. Yeah. You know, like we this scene is going to open, and there were moments where I was confused in a good way. Yeah. You know? You're like, you don't know what's going on, or something happens out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just a touch of whimsy. It, it does. It It's a drama, and it has a clear story, but there are moments There's of atmosphere. like almost like a Wes Anderson, just like not as extreme or colorful like almost uh -huh. as his, but just this touch of, yeah, you know, like absurdity or, or just kind of ridiculous or beautiful silliness. Um, the scene at the beginning, the in, the opening, the opening, I'd say seven minutes, is them skateboarding, and you hear this monologue by like a street, uh, uh, like proclaimer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which reminded me a little bit of Spike Lee, just yep. the way Same. that it was shot and the way and the voiceover. Um, but that had, and that was like a full like five to ten minutes, and I'm like, this is a great intro, and then they go into the film, and the way that the the some of the the shots were framed. It was incredibly well lit. Yeah. Everything was yes. super bright. Yeah. Which really brought out like the costumes, you know, which which were great. The wardrobe was amazing and everyone looked great. And uh, it had so much light in it that um it just every single 
every single frame of this movie just was art. And I, I, I love that. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think even some of the outside shots, I think you could- We're lit. S- we're lit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're and bright, was, like bright yeah. noon sun. Like as much light as you can get and like then lit ki- on top the, of it. I kind of like that you could kind of tell it. there were other lights. Totally. Because it created a really interesting tone that I don't see. I gotta say, I, I I can barely hold it in. The my absolute breakout favorite thing of this movie me with it. is uh, Jonathan Majors, who plays the best friend Mont. He was great. That that guy should win all the Oscars from the beginning of the Oscars. Everyone who's won an Oscar <laughs> before should give theirs to him. I am so excited to see him, and I looked up him up and. Um, He's got a bunch of new projects coming out. Also going to be in the next Spike Lee film. But the great thing, he he's the secondary character. Like, it's about the two of them, but it's mostly about Jimmy. Mont is the best friend. He's very he's very quirky. He's an artist, and he's kind of shy, but also, uh, yeah, but also, like, a little bit awkward. Oh, my gosh. And then he breaks out and is so big at points. Every moment he was on the screen and all these little funny things he did, he was hilarious. He was heartbreaking like i am in love with this dude yes and he he kind of had this character that he didn't have a lot of lines you know uh, you know yeah. he, he comparatively kind of, i got yeah and then um and then he imitated some of the other characters in the movie yeah. and you were like wow this guy this he nails it yeah he nails them yeah yeah you know and he's really observant he's writing then, a play and he's kind of observing other characters and trying to take on their yeah oh man and when he has moments where he like he's like kind of quiet and kind of awkward, but he has moments where they're in their house and they realize they can scream, and because it's their and house, scream. and he's the way he screams is just so quiet and all of a sudden explodes. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, there's a moment at the end where he shows his play that he's been creating, and it blew my mind that how big he got. Oh, I love that play. Um, and then he got sad. I mean, just every moment of him. And there was a hilarious moment where they have to get in the house and they are like checking the lock and. And they're like, again, it's a quiet and then big. Then then all of a sudden he screams, really high-pitched scream, and just runs at the door. Oh, man. I just could not get over that guy. Mm-hmm. Great. I love how all of the men interacted with each other. Yeah. There were there was like every type of male interaction that you can have. And oh, it was true. I didn't think about that. It's great to see the whole scope. It was, there was like some just straight up like as masculine as yeah. you can possibly be. They and were then, almost like the chorus, which I liked because they're yeah, hanging yeah. out outside the house. There's four of them and they're all, they're just, yeah, pushing each other and trying to make each other feel terrible. And then it had moments where people were as vulnerable as you can possibly be. Yeah. It showed how these two men love and care for each other right. and love and care for their family and support each other. Um, but then also, have their disagreements with each other. Yeah, you had a father strained father-son relationship in there too. Then you have a very sweet grandfather and grandson relationship, which I, I Danny Glover. When Danny Glover was on the screen, um, I just teared up just seeing his face. Mm-hmm. He plays this blind grandfather of of Mont's character, and I every time they interacted and when they started smiling and laughing with each other, I was like, oh, what a grandpa. Yeah. Oh man. Just right. so much emotion in this movie and uh, good, you know, like uh, sad and happy and funny and yeah. tragic. And there was a lot of people at our showing. Yeah. So it was a good turnout. It was a good turnout at the Oriental Theater uh, where it is playing. Yeah. 
right now. So I'm, I was glad to see a lot of people go out and see this movie because yeah. I was kind of afraid that it was going to get buried by uh, all the other movies that are out there. And it was right. good to see that a lot of people were in the theater. So keep on going out and yeah. seeing it. Please if you do. Haven't this seen is it. a great movie to see in the theater uh, with friends. You'll mm-hmm. like them more when you leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and buy a seat from the Oriental. Yeah, though it's over now. The seats are gone, but all of them are. I saw there was like some. There was a few triple. sitting out, but I think they got. Oh, that was the last night. But uh, when we do the main house reconstruction next year, there'll be more seats available. So, well, guess who got a pair of seats? Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, nice job. I was like, these would be great shots. We should take. We should do a photo. Oh yeah, in the seats. Yeah, in the seats. That's a good idea. All right, last black man in San Francisco. Go see it. It was my maybe my favorite movie of the year. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Just such a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, that's it. What? <laughs> but I have 10 things more to say. Do you? No. Okay. I mean, maybe, but we're, I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Last Black Man in San Francisco is playing at the Oriental Theater. Cinnabuds is brought to you by... Who? What do we say here? Is, ed- is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Oh, thanks. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Oh, no, no. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. That's nice to think they do that. We get support from Associated Bank and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Couches and money. That was good. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what are you going to say here? <laughs> and we also get support from our members from Milwaukee Film. Thank you. And from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And thank Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cinnabuzz. Yeah, this is great. I next, appreciate it. Next week, we're talking about Midsummer. Oh, oh get your scared boy. pants on. Oh, my God. The director from Hereditary, which we both loved last year. We peed a little bit when we watched it. Yeah, this Speaking one. Speaking for both of us, 100%. <laughs> yeah. This one looks... I don't know how you could be weirder. I was going to say weirder, but I don't I don't think you can get weirder than Hereditary. Yeah, uh, maybe, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Midsummer next week. See you then.